This is NLPS Ed Talks, a podcast brought to you by Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools. I'm Dale Burgos, the Executive Director of Communications, and I'll be sharing conversations with students, staff, and friends of the district. We'll learn, we'll laugh, we may cry, but most importantly, we'll share the unique stories of individuals that work and play in our school system. Nanaimo Ladysmith Public Schools is one of many school districts in British Columbia, Canada, and is centrally located in one of the most beautiful places in the world, Vancouver Island. Thanks for joining us. We're back, NLPS Ed Talks podcast. We are doing things a little differently this time around. As you can tell, we're doing it online virtually because of what we're dealing with, the global pandemic, go figure. Uh, and I've got a, our lovely guest today um, is, is somebody that I've been wanting to have on and I'm glad we have her on. Her name is Dr. Sandra Allison and she works with the Island Health or Vancouver Island Health uh, Authority. I'm gonna get her to introduce herself first off. So Dr. Allison, please say hello. Hello, Dale. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really I'm pleased and privileged to be on your podcast. And um, I'm new to Island Health. I just started in November of 2020. So uh, really have enjoyed getting to know you and your team. So thank you. Uh, definitely new and just jumped right into it. I mean, in the middle of a global pandemic, COVID-19 has been uh, pretty much, I mean, all of your work. You're, you're our medical health officer. Uh, you've been working with us very closely through everything to do with COVID-19. And so I appreciate having you on board. And, and, and thank you for, again, taking part in this and taking time out of your busy day. Oh, thank you. Um, I think it's just important sometimes to a, put a personal touch on things and get to know people. And like I said, it's been good to get to know you and, and Scott, the superintendent. <laughs> really a pleasure to yep. get to, to know Scott and work with Scott. Um, and schools, you know, at this time, it's a stressful time. So it's good to stay connected and make sure that you know that the supports are there. And yeah, and I'm, being new to Nanaimo, I'm just really excited about getting to know the, the city. So any tips you have for me, I'd be really interested oh, to hear them. Okay, well, excellent. Now, that's a great segue because, um, as you know, and we've talked about this before, uh, as I prepped you for for the podcast, is uh, we like to get to know the person in the podcast. And, and of course, you, you do great work and you're you're doing uh, quite a bit with COVID-19 right now, but we also like get, get to know the people. And so we've had, Scott, for example, has been one of my interviews. I've had uh, teachers, I've had students I've, I've had support staff it's, it's been really well received and so it's always nice to get their story uh, so let's just let's get started right right away and so you mentioned you're not from you you're not from Nanaimo you're new so well first off where were you born where are you from well I'm a small town Manitoba girl so just <laughs> outside of Winnipeg you know about 5,000 population so comparable yep. to any other small town and high school of you know one high school in town and everybody all knew each other so um, yeah, really looking uh, uh, across the lifespan, it's been a lot of rural and small communities, but most recently I moved here from um, Prince George. I was living in northern British Columbia for about five and a half years, so it's been a really neat change and transition from northern British Columbia to the island, <laughs> and so really um, quite a difference. Big difference from from Prince George, even even just uh, growing up in in rural Manitoba, which I, I told you before, that's where I grew up as well. Born and raised in Winnipeg. Uh, so what what town out of uh, rural Manitoba? It was Bozager, a small town named Bozager, northeast of Winnipeg, forty five minutes. Yeah. There you go, small small world. Because I I got to tell you, my my wife actually grew up in rural Manitoba, and she grew up in Tyndall, Manitoba, and and attended school in Bozager. So. <laughs> I did see this is something we're finding out. This is all very new. What a small world. I love it. Uh, cool. Beautiful little town. My sister-in-law still lives out there. 
Very good. I'll have to tell her. Uh, okay, so so now that we've got a little bit of that, did you so did you graduate? Uh, was it is it Edward Schreier High School in Bozier? If I'm right, Edward Schreier High School. See? Yep, yep. You bet. So Edward Schreier was the Governor yeah. General of Canada. That's and, right. Uh, you know, somehow maybe three kind of families removed. He's somehow uh, a distant relative and the the namesake of my high school in my small town. But prior to that, it was Bozier Senior School, but then they changed the name. <laughs> so Edward Schreier School, yeah, very well-known governor general. Um, small high school. I think our high school class was maybe only 50 people, maybe something. Somebody will correct okay. me on that someday, but... Okay. I only know a handful of them left when you get this age. So, yeah. <laughs> right. No kidding. Uh, well, fabulous. And ha and how cool is that? What a small world. I have to mention that again. Uh, now, of course, graduating from from high school, did you know that you were going to be a doctor right away? Like, what what was what was that turning point for you? Well, I think I was always kind of um, you know internally motivated and ambitious, but I never really had the kind of let's say the means to get to a professional school I worked as a pharmacy technician for many years actually oh. and I took a technical path and that was a lot of fun I got to know a lot about the health system having worked in pharmacy and and I really kind of was drawn to that and um, I would say way back when when I was a pharmacy tech I'd hear people say well I don't care about this and I came up with a motto back then I said it's called health care, not health don't care. I think I was only about 20 maybe when I came up with that. <laughs> well, there you go. But I kind of stuck with that in my career for years and just saying like, I really understand um, that there's huge differences in our health system and how people are served. And I'm always interested in understanding kind of how I can make a difference and trying to make sure people are all getting the best health care they can. So. Nice. Excellent. So, so doing that phar uh, pharmacy tech role, I mean, that obviously gave you a taste of the, of the medical world, obviously, right? Especially on the pharmaceutical side. Um, was there um, like an epiphany one day that it was like, this is what I'm doing. I've decided I'm going to be a doctor. Or, or was there a path that you've just taken and you took an undergraduate and decided, nope, I'm going into medicine? No, I think I'd worked as a technician for long enough that I decided I wanted to do an undergraduate degree in science. And when I started, I started doing an ecology degree. And I was in Alberta, and I was thinking I'd do oil well remediation. It was something that I thought I would enjoy. It was uh, the oil uh, boom at that time. Um, okay. But I really did not enjoy ecology. And so I ended up switching to biochemistry and I did a, a, a oh. degree in biochemistry and I really enjoyed it. Um, ultimately made my way into medicine and then public health and talking about environmental health and, and circling back to um, oil wells and oil well remediation. So yeah, kind oh, of nice. interesting full circle. Yeah. No kidding. Um, and are you a U of M grad? You in Manitoba? I didn't graduate from U of M. I was University of Calgary. Ah, there you go. Okay, yeah. excellent. But, yeah. You know, I I, always, I also like to share on these podcasts, and um, there was a point in my in my uh, high school career where I decided I was I wanted to go into medicine, and my best friend and I and another friend of ours, we were all supposed to go together, and I changed my mind clearly, <laughs> not in medicine, um, but he went on through uh, through med school and finished off, and I, and I have to point out actually, uh, my uh, my best friend is the deputy uh, medical health or. Provincial Health Officer for Manitoba right now, Dr. Jazz Atwal, and our other friend who they went to med school together, Dr. Brent Rusin, uh, he was 
he was also in our grade 12 or, or in our high school class. And so it's, uh, yeah, like I said, small world, but it's an interesting story how those two have moved on and, and doing what they're doing now. So um, they're, they're very, very busy. I don't hear from them much anymore. <laughs> now, that's so a really, on. that's a really neat coincidence. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but um, well, when you asked me about being a Manitoba grad, I was thinking about my undergrad. I did my medical training in Manitoba. Nice. Um, and uh, Dr. Rusin and I uh, did our spell our fellowship training together and completed our training the same year. So oh, <laughs> we're both the same uh, vintage in our um, fellowship. So we we finished our training at the same time. So and I and I've heard of Jazz, but I haven't met him personally. But yeah, okay. it is a small world, and it's a small world in public health for sure. Well, no kidding, right? And uh, we we uh, graduating from high school, we went to Maples Collegiate. And so I thought, you know, how awesome is that? That two Maples grads are now the two top docs in, in the province. Uh, and of course, Jazz, or I didn't say this, but Jazz was my best friend growing up through um, junior high and high school. And so it, it is really nice to see uh, his role in, in all of this, the very important role uh, that he's had in all of this. And I mean, he's always just been uh, really smart and really just caring. And I, and, and I think you all have to in, in this type of situation. I mean, as a medical health officer, uh, I mean, you're looking for everyone's, well, I mean, as a physician, of course, you're looking out for everyone's well-being, but um, especially in this role, it's it's a very significant role, especially through what we're going through right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an unprecedented time, Dale. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those statements that we said quite a bit early on, and then I swore to myself that we never would, but it just keeps coming up because it, it really is, especially in our lifetime, right? Um, okay, so now you've you've moved on. You're you're now in Alberta. You said you worked with uh, a little bit of the oil and gas industry as well as a, um, a in the health authority, of course, right? And so, how long were you in Alberta for? Well, I was in Northern British Columbia, and absolutely oh, sorry. Yes. very interested in our understanding of how um, our work in the environmental development space, you know, industrial development impacts human health. So that was a focus of a lot of our work in Northern British Columbia. Um, okay. I did mention, I did my undergrad with a, a you know, a growing interest in the impacts, environmental impacts as an undergrad student, but never really seeing how it would go full circle from biochemistry. So interestingly, if you think about biochemistry, studying a molecule, and then you kind of go all the way up to public health, it's the full <laughs> spectrum of, you know, the, the population viewpoint. And that's something that I focus on in my work now as a public health physician, is the um, really trying to understand how to promote health in a population and protect their health and prevent disease. And so the main focus of this pandemic response is preventing disease and protecting health. And, but we recognize that we can't forget about promoting wellness and promoting health at a time when everybody's under a lot of stress and there's a lot of fear and anxiety. We recognize that we do need connection and we need to remain focused on kind of the long-term goals and try and de decrease disease in a way that doesn't increase harms in other ways. So really trying to understand the unintended consequences of some of the actions we're taking right now. Yeah. Agreed. Right. I mean, there's, there's a definite a lot of pieces to it. And, and I, I mean, there's, there's always people that comment online and, and we always like to, um, you know, listen, listen to those voices, right. Of course. But um uh, in the end, I mean, when, when we have somebody like Dr. Bonnie Henry or yourself telling us uh, this is what science is telling us, this is what, um, you know, this research has shown us, wearing masks work. I mean, those, those are all things that we as citizens, of course, that we 
Um, I personally do, and and I, I know a lot of people that uh, work here and work, uh, live on the island. I mean, we all adhere to those rules, and of course, there are cases of COVID, but we're doing pretty good on the island, are we not? Yep, right? absolutely. I'm watching the numbers all the time, and while we see a spike of cases after certain holidays, like we did after Halloween and after Christmas, I do think that our rate is much lower than we see on the lower mainland. So it's kind of hard to keep it in proportion. Um, And we're um, under the direction of the province. And so we really do need to follow the guidance that our provincial partners are giving us. And that includes the way we are working to roll out a limited resource in our vaccination. So lots of really interesting changes happening with vaccination, but it's extremely promising and brings a lot of hope to everybody, knowing that when we have everyone vaccinated, um, we'll look at relaxing the measures that have been in place and finding a new way to carry on and really understand how we can, you know, open things up again. I said I was new to Nanaimo. I'm really looking forward to checking out the Port Theatre someday and attending some events and stuff. We've kind of forgotten that a little bit, maybe. That's right. I Actually, I just got an email uh, today earlier that uh, the Port Theatre is going to try something a little different and live stream something. And so I don't have all the details, uh, but at least they're trying to uh, continue that arts piece in, in, in Nanaimo. So I'm glad you mentioned that because there's there's a lot of great things about Nanaimo. And you mentioned vaccines and, and COVID, and we'll get back to that in a little bit, but I, I'd like to get into a little bit of your interest. So you mentioned that you like theatre. Um, I think you, you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised with with the the caliber of of material or, or shows that we have at the Port Theatre. And uh, again, you know, crossing our fingers that it's going to come sooner rather than later. Um, what else interests you? Um, you know, outside of work and of course, I mean, being a doctor is, is a, it would seem to be a 24-7 thing at this point, especially um, where we're at. But what else interests you? Well, I'm absolutely avid winter uh, sport uh, enthusiast. So it's oh. funny to be here on the island, but we love skiing. So very, um, you know, looking forward to a day when I can go ski at um, Mount Washington <laughs> safely oh. and um, maybe someday take a ferry over and ski in Whistler. Um, that's something that we've all enjoyed and it's a, it's a wonderful family sport. And in the summertime, I just really enjoy being outside and, and that kind of thing. Since coming to Nanaimo, loving walking around, I have, um, we live in downtown Nanaimo and so we really enjoy walking along the seawall and enjoying all the really excellent downtown spaces and places. There's so much neat uh, places to explore and, and we're really enjoying it. That's good. And um, well, I mean, growing up in Manitoba, we didn't have mountains out there. So it was probably mostly cross-country skiing or going over to Spring Hill. Have you, did you ski over there? No, I moved from Manitoba. I was a non-skier and I moved to Alberta. (laughs) And when I lived in Calgary, (laughs) you really kind of get the fever of winter ski fever. And the Warren Miller movie will be on and you'll go to the theater and ski sales and kind of caught the bug there and never gave it up. And I really love doing it. I love it. Excellent. I, I tried. I'm a skier. I'm not an avid skier. Uh, I tried snowboarding and tried it after after one time. I said, no, I prefer skiing. Have you ever tried snowboarding? Yeah, I did. Um, I started out kind of, you know, a little bit dabbling in it, but I wanted to get good at it. So I did it for a whole season and I did manage to get over the learning hump. And um, but you know what? I do enjoy skiing more. I am I'm partial to skiing. It's just more comfortable to me. 
but I do enjoy snowboarding in, in powder. That's a different feeling and it's really great. Uh, and you're living in a good place. I mean, Mount Washington is is not even what an hour and a bit away, right? As long as you can get up the mountain, as long as you got a vehicle that can handle snow, uh, you should be you awesome. should be good to go. Excellent. Um, any any other places that you um, or anything else that you have been interested in? I mean, now that you're new to Nanaimo, you're you're living on the island now, right? Are you thinking about taking anything else up? Well, you know, I've always enjoyed the being on the water. And so I haven't figured out what my water sport will be yet. But I know some people like kayaking. My predecessor, yes. Dr. Hasselback, is a very avid kayaker. So I'll have to maybe get some time in with him and learn to kayak. Or I know paddle boarding is something people like to do. I need to know from you where the best beaches are, because that's what I oh. really like to do is beach combing. Well, I mean, it, it it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, lo- some people love sea glass, and there's a great beach out um, out near uh, Sydney in in Victoria, and uh, it's called I think it's called Glass Beach. I think is what it is, a broken glass beach. I'm not sure, uh, and I thought people were joking, but um, we went there and we filled up bags, and there was still much more sea glass there and so we have different colors and so if that's your thing but um i mean if you like to paddleboard i don't like to give out secrets right because you know people on the island uh, they don't like to give out secrets and for me to do this publicly on a podcast maybe maybe we shouldn't be doing that we'll offend some people (laughs) um but i think maybe what we can do is we'll we'll talk offline and i can tell you the places that i've paddleboarded and, and kayaked because definitely if you're also a water sports person there are so many places to visit here. It's it's um, unbelievable. You can visit a different park almost every day of the year. I think, really, cool. it's it's unreal. It's 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 unbelievable. Um, so let's let's transition a little bit here. Um, we have a few minutes left, and let's let's talk a little bit about your daily, your day to day now. And um, you know, we've worked very closely, and and I do appreciate the support that you've been giving us through the exposures that we've had in our school uh, schools. And um, I mean, COVID is out there. Uh, we're we're doing our part, but of course now that that next stage is, and you mentioned it, is that vaccine rollout. And um, you know, for some people, they're thinking it's not happening soon enough, or it's not happening quick enough. But I think right from the very beginning, it was clear how long that rollout was going to be in BC. Correct? Yeah, and for sure. Yeah. And like I said, it's under the direction of the <clears throat> province. But beyond that. Um, when we look at a limited resource and, you know, these supplies are coming from manufacturers abroad and we're reliant on that. Um, we're also reliant on the federal government really trying to help the provinces and the allocations that are appropriate to address burden of illness. So as an epidemiologist and really trying to understand where the burden of illness is, when we have a tool available to us in a vaccine, but we have other tools as well. So the the public health measures that have been in place, like you mentioned before, all the real critical pieces, well, keeping your social contacts very few in number, you staying small, tight little bubble, and not having a lot of transmission, you know, to other friends and family inadvertently. If you have to see people and you can't keep your distance, wear a mask. Um, and really, you know, trying to understand where you've been because you want to be able to tell public health if you turn into a case where you where you've been. And so um, if you have an awful lot of contacts, it becomes very difficult to track everyone. But public health is doing an amazing job trying to keep that in check. Uh, the vaccine itself, when the province decides where to deliver it, they determine that based on burden as well. So our colleagues in the lower mainland and in northern British Columbia are experiencing so much illness. I am very grateful 
to um, them for their work and to share that limited resource with them so they're able to respond. When we're here on the island trying to respond while we're waiting to vaccinate the entire population, which is what we're all waiting for, and hopefully back to school in September and back to university and all of the normalcy that we want to see. Um, in the meantime, when we have these resources and we see flare-ups of, um, of infections that we're able to track these cases, we do implement um, vaccine as a tool to control that outbreak. And so in some communities, right. we've implemented vaccine as a tool. So um, it's it's been a challenge managing expectations. And um, I really thank everybody for their poise during this time of high pressure. I think everybody's really, really pulling together. And the work at the schools is absolutely amazing. So very proud of everybody and how hard they're working. Well, thank you. Yes, and I'll, I'll pass the word around. And, and again, uh, back to you. I mean, very uh, great work. I mean, the vaccine came out, I think, in record time is what I've what I've heard and read. And um, I mean, it's it's just been um, a, a quick process in terms of creating that vaccine. And then, of course, we're getting into now the vaccine stage of that rollout. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, was there maybe anything else that you'd like to share um, with, with those people watching and listening uh, to our podcast right now? No, I, One last I think... Talk. What's most important is that people realize that we've gotten this far without the vaccine because of the really successful individual measures that people are doing. So keep up the good work. Um, sooner or later, everybody will be vaccinated. And I just want to offer that reassurance that there are um, the vaccines that we know about and are available, but then there's still other vaccines on the horizon that will be similar, but yet differently, um, right. you know, so we're really excited about the the summer ahead um, but we still know it's a lot of work so please everybody just stick with it you're doing great work um it's been a long time working on this together but i deeply appreciate everybody and stay um kind and and generous with each other I think that's a great way to end it. Thanks so much for coming on, Dr. Allison. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day and, and coming in on uh, NLPS uh, Ed Talks podcast. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for inviting me. It was a lot of fun.